0: If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Friday night, the Vikings upended the Ravenswood Red Devils at Flynn Field 21 to nothing. This is the second consecutive shutout in the series for the Vikings as they improved to 44, 40, and 4 all time in the series and 39 and 27 in the Hatchet series. We will relive some of the highlights from the battle for the Hatchet. I caught up with first year offensive coordinator Ryan Simon to get his regular season scorecard of his offense. I also sat down with two of sophomores on that Viking offense, Ty Stevens, and Isaiah Casto. Rube, what would you have this week? I'm going to talk with uh,
1: defensive coordinator Shane Casto and one of his defensive standouts, uh, junior Colton Pepper. We'll also relive the 1997 Miracle in Morgantown playoff game, and I have a conversation with South Charleston Athletic Director Bryce Casto, who is a Ripley High graduate.
0: Friday night, the Vikings capped off their 2020 regular season with a 21-0 win over the Ravenswood Red Devils in the 88th meeting of the series. The Viking win improved their lead in the series to 44-40-4 and four all-time. The defense set the tone early at Flynn Field with a fourth down stop deep in Ravenswood territory. The Viking offense took over at the Ravenswood 31-yard line. Five plays later, Caden Hall finds Pay Dirt. Stevens under center, eye formation, Hall
2: gets it, he walks into the end zone, touchdown, Vikings, 6 to nothing with six, 46 remaining here in the first quarter. Stevens looking to throw, slant pattern, caught by Miller, off the 50, foot race, 40, 35, 30, and he's going to be tracked down from behind. A great effort there by Case Fletcher to keep Miller out of the end zone. Break the huddle, they're going to go eye formation as Stevens will crawl up under center, single receiver either side. We're going to give it to Ramsey, makes a man miss into the secondary, cutting, angling near side, and he's going to walk into the end zone from 18
0: yards out. And the Vikings jump on top 13 to nothing. Caitlin Lawrence' extra point kick was good, and the Vikings led 14 to nothing late in the first quarter. The two teams, however, played to a near stalemate until midway through the fourth quarter when linebacker Colton Pepper intercepts a Jacob Bowling pass and returns it deep into Ravenswood territory.
2: Pepper intercepts it, and it looks like Ethan Lane saved the touchdown, Jeff. I did not see Ethan down there. The big saw made a great
0: play. Keep Colton from walking into the end zone. Six plays later, the Vikings put the finishing touches on the Red Devils to claim the hatchet for the seventh consecutive year when Joey Ramsey scores for the second time on the night, this time from three yards out. First and goal for the Vikings at the
2: Red Devil three-yard line. You got big, uh, big, Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson in there at fullback position, leading the way for Joey. And Joey just weaves right through that Red double defense, walks into
0: the end zone for the Viking touchdown. The extra point kick by Lawrence was good, and the Vikings led twenty-one to nothing. That would be your final score from Flynn Field as the Vikings improved their overall record in twenty twenty to six and three, also securing their spot in this week's Class AAA state playoffs. The 15th-ranked Vikings will take on the number 2-ranked South Charleston Black Eagles. Viking first-round playoff game is scheduled for Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. You can hear all the action on C-98 beginning at 2.30 with the West Virginia Telecom countdown to kickoff. Join myself, Jeff Waybright, and Phil Iman for all the action. faces the challenge of taking on a highly ranked opponent on their home field in the playoffs. The Vikings have been there and done that, as we hear in this 1997 replay of the broadcast on C98.
3: So here we go. A minute 15 remaining in the ball game. Brian did not make the first down. The ball is at the 36-yard line. Their own 36 at the Mohegans. From the shotgun. From the shotgun. Wutzbacher. The snap. He's rolling left side. Here comes the rush. He gets it away. Uh, hail Mary. Grabs. Joe Sucker has it. Joe has it. Joe has it. We will win this ballgame. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. Wutzbacher standing dejectedly oh. at the 25-yard line. He cannot believe it. Ray Marino raises his hands. He is pointing at the crowd. you got to believe. But no other team in the state of West Virginia has done all year long and that is beat the number one Morgantown Mohegan. And the Mohegans are out of timeout so all the Vikings have to do now is down the football a couple of times and folks this one is in the books. There is nothing Morgantown can do. They will taste defeat for the first time here in 1997 as silver goes to a knee and we are under a minute. And the celebration at Pony Lewis Field is on. Across the way, the Morgantown fans stand in shock. They cannot believe what has happened here tonight. 48 seconds. We'll snap it one more time. We go down to the sidelines. Jeff Waybright, I don't know if you can hear me, but there is pandemonium. Pandemonium on the sidelines.
2: Ripley will down
3: it one more time and still go home victory. Sorry, Rick. Hey, down here talking to Joe Zacher, asking if he wanted to say something. He said, I'm speechless. It's just like sliding in home with two out." <laughs> oh, my. It is, the last it's over, the folks. It's Ripley over. Has, David has defeated Goliath. Ripley wins it 24 to 21. And what a party in Viking country tonight. They are circling the field, the Viking fans are on the field, as Morgantown stands in disbelief. Let's hear the line, Mike. You, you rehearsed it earlier. Do you believe in miracles? There it is. It has happened. Ripley has knocked off number one Morgantown 24-21.
1: He was once a Viking quarterback, and now on Friday nights, he calls the shots from the press box. Here's Ripley offensive coordinator, Ryan Simon.
0: Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by first year offensive coordinator Ryan Simon. Coach, thanks for being
4: with me. Thank you, Brian.
0: Hey, Coach, uh, I interview Coach Sayer every week, and what he tells me in the coach's interview, the keys to the victory is scoring one more point than your opponent. <laughs> well, seems kind of simplistic, but you guys did that six times this year out of nine opportunities. Talk about this offense, Coach, and, and, and how they've performed, and you've been able to win six of nine games in a regular season. Uh, and it's really been a, a season that I don't think anyone really expected offensively uh, to this point.
4: Uh, yeah it's been uh, you know we have a lot of young guys and we've got some seniors mixed in there too um, which helps out a lot but those young guys they've uh, they've come along and uh, you know we had some some kids out you know our quarterback uh, Ty was out there for a couple games and that you know that hurt us and trying to get him back in the swing of things we lost him for a couple weeks um, so that was tough but um, you know the young guys really stepped up uh, Joey Ramsey has done a great job and of course like I said our uh, our seniors have done great too
0: Coach, you look at uh, this team, you're putting up a little over 23 points per game. Uh, You're converting on 47% of your third down conversions, which is absolutely astonishing when you think about it. And you got two running backs that are putting up over 190 yards per game on average. Uh, You can win a lot of football games with those numbers.
4: Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, the teams have figured that out, too, I think, watching our film. Uh, You know, we have have two great backs and, and very good guys up front as well. Um, and I think teams have figured that out and put a lot more in the box and you know challenging us to throw and that's happened a lot uh, on third downs. And Ty's done a good job of distributing the ball on third down when he's had to. And and of course we like any team we do a lot better on uh, you know third and shorts than we would uh, on third and really long. Um, so that's kind of the key for us is to get the running game going and and uh, you know have those third downs be a little bit uh, easier to attain. Well, you
0: read my mind because my next question was going to be about. Staying in front of the chains, and, and you guys have done that uh, for the most part all season long. You've left yourself in third and short or third and medium, uh, really the majority of the season. And as you said, that has a lot to do with why you're converting on forty seven percent.
4: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of the way. I've, that's the way my mindset is is to it's, you know try to get first downs, not not touchdowns every play. So we designed this offense, you know, try to try to control the ball, you know, try to keep the defense off the field. Um, and you know try to try to get as many first downs as we can and then if the big play comes you know th- that's great as well coach you can throw it too uh, you've thrown
0: it more this year probably than a viking team has thrown it in in several years you got a young quarterback some young receivers out there you've made some big plays uh, some chunk plays in the passing game you converted on some big third and longs in the passing game uh, and, and you've done enough to keep those linebackers loose and, and forcing them to you uh, Honor the fact that you can throw the ball vertically.
4: Yeah, Ty, Ty's done a great job with that. And so has Brady. Um, you know, and our young guys outside, they're they're great as well. You know, we've got I think uh, one senior that plays receiver, uh, Colmer. Um, but outside of that, you know, we got a lot of young guys contributing to the uh, wide receiver group. And we kind of take that position. Um, you know, we have several kids that jump in there and play. you know, th- we we switch them out nearly every down. So um, you know, they're getting a lot of a lot of reps as well. But um, hey,
0: You've been uh, stuck in the mud a little bit, so to speak, in the last couple of games offensively. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, Ty was out uh, for a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, you were shuffling guys in and out of there. And it's hard to keep that rhythm of the offense that you had in the middle of the season. Uh, Now you look at probably, well, without a doubt, your biggest test of the season uh, in postseason with South Charleston. Uh, This is a dynamic defense uh that they're going to uh, bring to the table on Sunday afternoon and you guys are going to have to figure out a way to put some points on the board
4: that's exactly right and the kind of the, the way we've been taking this week is we, we you know we have nothing to lose um you know there's a lot of not, not a lot of people in the state expect us to uh to win this game much less you know be in the game so you know we have nothing to lose we're going to come out and do our best you know watching them on film they're they're fantastic you know they're they're ranked second in the state for a reason, and. uh you know that's why you play the game though so that's so hopefully right. our guys will be up and you know ready for the challenge coach you think
0: uh we think 28 30 31 points somewhere in that neighborhood will give you give you a shot to win this game the way your defense is playing
4: our defense has been incredible this year you know that it's it's been they, they've they done a great job they've carried the offense along the way as far as i'm concerned so um you know like you said earlier we just got to score on one more point than, than they do coach thanks so much for the
0: time best of luck sunday and hopefully we'll talk to you next week in round two.
4: All right. Thank you, Brian.
0: The
1: sophomore playmaker has given Viking fans a lot to be excited about in 2020. Brian Johnson had this conversation with Isaiah Casto.
0: Welcome back to Ripley High School. Joined now by sophomore Isaiah Casto. Isaiah, thanks for being with me, bud. Thanks for having me. Had a big year, man. Uh, played on both sides of the ball. Your second leading receiver on offense. Uh, You're turning into a a bit of a ball hawk back there in the secondary, picking off a lot of passes. Uh, You just look like you're having fun out there. Oh, yeah. It's a great time out there with all my friends just playing the sport we love. Talk about uh, the connection that you have with Ty. You guys uh, seem to uh, get on the same page early this season in the passing game, and you haven't let up. Yeah, me and Ty over the summer, we just come out here about every day, working every day, getting better. What uh, has it been like for you? You're nine games in. This is your first season. Uh, Has it been what you expected or more?
5: Oh, it's been way better than I expected. I come out here not expecting very much for my first season back, and then coaches and teammates helping me get back in the groove. It was just awesome.
0: Six wins out of nine. Uh, You didn't get all ten regular season games in, but you got nine. Uh, You won six of them. It has to be a good feeling.
5: Oh, yeah, it's awesome.
0: This week, a big test, man. South Charleston, uh, uh, probably. Well, they're ranked number two in the state for a reason. They're they're one of the top teams, and they're going to be tough to beat. I know you'll be up to the challenge. Oh yeah, we come out here and play our game. We should do fine. Isaiah, thanks for the time. Best of luck this week. Thanks for having me.
1: He showed great promise as a sophomore, but Viking quarterback Ty Stevens is not
0: satisfied and is always working to get better. Sophomore quarterback Ty Stevens. Ty, thanks for being with me. Thanks, Brian. Nine games in, man, hard to believe regular season's already in the books.
5: Yeah, it's hard to believe. It went by really fast. You've
0: had a great year this year, man, as a sophomore. Uh, uh, really kind of learning the offense, learning your team, learning how to be a leader. I think you've done a great job. Thank you. Tell me about uh, this football team and what you guys have been able to accomplish. Uh, getting six wins this year, uh, a big uh,
5: opportunity for you guys this week in the playoffs. I mean, getting six wins, that was a big deal for us. I mean, losing to a couple double-A teams, that, kinda, that really hurt us. But with the six wins, that put us, a, gave us a good shot to be in the playoffs. Got to get this offense going. You guys have been sputtering a
0: little bit the last couple of weeks. Out of rhythm, it feels like. Uh, uh, how important is it going to be for you to get off to a quick start this weekend?
5: Oh, it's, we're going to have to get off to a real quick start, get them off sides, do whatever we can just to get them, push them down, step on their throat, and keep going.
0: What does this opportunity mean to you and the growth of this young football team?
5: It shows that we really have a lot of potential for all of us to do, and we can go out and prove ourselves that even if we're young, we're still pretty good. Ty, best of luck this week, and uh,
0: hope to see you next week. All right, thank you. The Viking defense proved to be pretty stingy against Ravenswood. Defensive coordinator Shane Casto was pleased with the third shutout of the season.
1: Ripley is off to a uh, six and three season this year, and one of the reasons why has been the defense. And I'm talking with Viking defensive coordinator Shane Casto. Shane, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Ruben. Appreciate it. Looking back on the defense in this season, what have been the strengths? Of this defensive unit,
6: uh, I would say just the overall athleticism. You know, we're we're not overly big um, up front, or you know, in, in the second and third level, uh, we've got a little bit of length to us. And um, you know, when Coach Sare asked me to be the defense coordinator, um, looking at some guys that we had coming back, and and some things, you know, looking looking at a few things, some some uh, college programs online, and some of the things that they do. I, Kind of took you know what Coach Serra did with the defense the last five years and and looked at some of those things and, and some of the personnel we had and I kind of tweaked it a little bit on some of our alignments and our coverages and we're able to get guys like Joey Ramsey and and uh, Eli Miller with that, that have some length and be able to drop them into some coverage and those are long bodies to throw over top of or throw around who also run pretty well so. Uh, we, we've been able to do a few things, and and getting Isaac Parsons back and being able to bring him off the edge and and rush him a little bit, and then, you know, our our defensive ends they're they're as good as as what I can remember us having here uh, in in my time coaching, and you know they're they're just week in week out solid for us. Um, you know, just I don't want to say that we have one standout, but just kind of top to bottom, we're pretty solid.
1: And coach, over the course of the season, if you look at the
6: Turnover ratio. We're ahead in that category. I believe we're plus ten. I think for the year, and that's that's incredible. Um, you know, and and that's that's nothing that myself or Coach Mullins or Coach Anderson. You know, we've not, nothing special that we've done. You know, we'll, we'll draw up some schemes and some alignments, and and, and they're going to make making plays. And uh, you know, I'm I'm probably more proud of that than anything is. You know, we, we've been a few times, and there have been some games that we've won. We've given up more yardage than what than what we've gained. and But at the end of the day, you know, our, our number's been bigger than theirs, six of the nine games we've played. So, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. And, uh, you know, these guys, we, we you know, sometimes throw some new wrinkles at them, and, and they've taken it, and they've been, you know, uh, very coachable. And, and it's, it's been a pleasure to, to be able to do for my first year.
1: And Coach, uh, last week's game, a 21-0 win over Ravenswood in the Hatcher game and holding them to about 100 yards of total offense. I guess that had to be pretty satisfactory.
6: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, they, uh, Coach Hill at, at Ravenswood, he was, he was here for a couple years and helped us, and he and I are good friends as well as Coach Simon. Uh, good friends with him as well and you know we, we didn't talk leading up to the game very much um, but since then we have spoke a few times but you know they uh, they tried to do similar to what Berkeley Springs did and line everybody up and just sell out on defense and you know it gave us some problems offensively so um, you know we, we knew that we had to do our part on the defensive side of the ball to get us good field position or get a turnover or stop them on fourth down and you know, I've heard people ask about, you know, what score and why didn't we beat them, you know, this, this score or that score. And, you know, no one really, very few people, I guess I should say, have asked, you know, how many yards did they have against us. And and they had, I think it was 91 total yards. And um, two of those, they I think they had six first downs, two were by penalty. Um, one was on a pass reception they had. And I think... The other two, if I'm not mistaken, we had jumped off, jumped off sides once, lined up in the neutral zone once, so they were first and five. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm pretty proud of their effort. And, uh, of course, you know, when you can beat Ravenswood and do it pretty handily, that's, that's a little uh, icing on the cake.
1: Coach Castor, let's go back for a minute to your playing days. <laughs> and you were able to make the postseason play. So what can you share with this year's team? I know it's a totally
6: different situation. It is. But what
1: can you share about with the current Vikings about being in the playoffs? It's,
6: it's a special time. You know, uh, no matter who you're, you're playing against, no matter where you're playing at, whether it's at home or on the road, there's going to be nerves. There's going to be some anxiousness. There's going to be... Um, You know, a little bit of of unsure what what the atmosphere is going to be like. And this year it will be different. And the one thing I hate for our guys is that, you know, with the limited seating in the stadiums with this COVID stuff going around, um, I wish they could experience what it's like when the town shuts down and you look back behind you or when the the crowd sees you for the first time, the the roar that you hear. And I'm getting chill bumps now talking about it. you know, I was fortunate that I played with some some good guys around me and we got to experience that a couple of times and it's it's a uh, it's special to be a Ripley Viking, you know, being in a small town and and seeing that sea of blue behind you and know that they're there to support you and there there will be all kinds of different emotions going through these guys' heads and we try to in my part, I, I'm trying to just tell them, "Hey, it's another game. We're still playing 48 minutes, 12-minute quarters. The field's still 100 yards long. Um, you know, touchdowns are worth six. Field goals are worth three. You know, it, it's another game, and not try to build it up too much, and just for them to just go play their game, and and not try to be something that, that they're not."
1: Coach, congratulations on a on a great regular season, and good luck in the playoffs.
0: Thank you, really Appreciate it. Junior linebacker Colton Pepper turned in another solid performance against the Red Devils. He was one of the reasons the Red Devils were limited to 2.6 yards per carry, and he was responsible for one of the three Ravenswood turnovers.
1: We're talking with one of the defensive standouts for the Vikings, and that is Junior Colton Pepper. And Colton, uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Rube. And Colton, you're, you're really uh, coming off two of your better performances this season. First, Let's talk about that home game against Berkeley Springs.
5: Yeah, they had a pretty good running back. He's a pretty good running back. And, uh, I mean, I just try my best to just get him on the ground and make sure he wasn't getting as many yards as he should have. And I know I missed him a couple times, but, I mean, I just went down there and wanted to hit him as hard as I can. Hopefully he wouldn't score as much as he did.
1: And I believe you had a a sack in that game.
5: Yeah, that was one of my few sacks this season. It was a pretty big sack. I think it was fourth and short yardage. And then that big sack for loss, I mean, it was good for us going into the offense.
1: And then it had to be pretty exciting. Uh, last week over at Ravenswood, uh, came up with a lot of tackles. You were in on a lot of plays, including
5: an interception. Just describe that to us. That was my first interception of this year, and I just felt so happy. I was so excited. I mean, half the time when I was running, I didn't know what to do. I was just running, and I saw, saw their lineman come after me, and I, was, I just kind of froze in my mind. I just said, just keep running. Then he pushed me out of bounds.
1: <laughs> Colton, uh, you play the linebacker position, and just tell us a little bit about what your primarily primary responsibilities are as someone in that middle of the Viking defense.
5: Well, being in middle linebacker, you have to make sure you stop the inside run before anything else, and then pass coverages. You mainly just have anybody coming across your face or back out of the backfield, but mostly your job is to stop the inside run.
1: Excellent. And uh, this year, of course, making the playoffs, that has to be an exciting time. And we have our our work cut out for us this week against a a very talented South Charleston team, but you've probably seen them on film by now. And just what needs to be done for the Vikings to to play on
5: Sunday? Uh, We just need to come down there and play like we have earlier in the season. Just we didn't care who we were playing. Just want to come down there and hit them as hard as we can and just see what happens.
1: Fulton, congratulations on the season, congratulations on making the playoffs, and good luck. Thank you, Rube.
0: Bryce Casto once wore number 81 for the blue and white. He's now the athletic director at South Charleston High School. He says the upcoming playoff game will be a special occasion for a Ripley graduate with the class of 1977. He grew up. A literal field goal
1: from Memorial Stadium on 3rd Avenue, Bryce Casto. He is now the athletic director of the South Charleston Black Eagles. And Bryce, thank you so much for being with us today.
7: Well, I appreciate you asking me, Mike. It's always an honor to, you know, to, even though I, I don't live there anymore, Ripley will always be my home. And uh, I follow the, you and the programs. Uh, there religiously, and it's, this is very exciting for me. And thank you for the opportunity,
1: Bryce. You were a three-sport athlete in your playing days at Ripley High, and uh, football, basketball, and baseball. And uh, just tell us what was it like to be a Viking back in the uh, in the mid seventies?
7: Well, it was a great time. I, I, I loved my time at Ripley High. So I tell folks all the time. I said Ripley was a great place to grow up, and I was blessed with with. Uh, Parents that gave me a great childhood and an education—it just was, it was uh, just an ideal place to, to grow. Uh, sports were are always a big deal in, in Ripley, and uh, you know, playing. And I remember even when I was a younger person, going and watching games uh, at the high school in basketball, football, and baseball. didn't have a chance to play—it was just, uh, just like a dream come true. And and one thing I like about Ripley is you can follow the youth teams and and, and actually track their progress through high school because uh, you know. Folks, it's such a good place. Folks, folks stay, and uh, you can you can get a good idea about what's in the pipeline.
1: And uh, some people may not know, but uh, your mother was a Miss Viking uh, as a student at Ripley High.
7: Yes, she was uh, the, the first one. We just did, and, and uh, we now have another cast though at, uh, at this year's Miss Viking. That's so uh, there's now two in the family that uh, that hold uh, that, that prestigious. Crown.
1: <laughs> and speaking of prestigious crowns, Bryce, so uh, you had a really an outstanding career uh, first in athletics, including a state championship as the head football coach at South Charleston, and then you ventured into uh, academia down at uh, West Virginia State, and now back into the athletic side of things. But you've had a really interesting career.
7: Well, I, I've been blessed uh, to be good places, and uh, I, I tell you, I, I got a got a great start uh, in, in Jackson County. I was. I was to start with, uh, with Fred Taylor and Ravenswood, his first coaching job I had in, in football. And, of course, you know, Fred's success and, and his year was, was outstanding. And just learned the right way to do things, uh, from the, from the get go. And, uh, I was blessed to get to coach college ball at a young age. And uh, one of the best things that happened to me was, uh, because I, I uh, coached at a historically black college, uh, we got in bed with NFL teams. having a
1: good time well let's talk about your role as athletic director and with this being the uh, the COVID-19 situation the the distribution of tickets will be a little bit different for the playoff game providing they were able to play on uh, Sunday so describe what it's going to be like for Viking fans who will be going to South Charleston on Sunday
7: well uh we're limited to 20 percent of their stadium capacity which for us is going to be 900 tickets uh I think Gripley took about two hundred of the allotment. We have uh, we have about seven hundred for sale. Uh again, those will all be pre sale. There won't be any available at the gate. Uh, we, I know uh, I've talked with Brian Johnson. I know uh, WCF is going to do the game with uh, Brian and Jeff, uh, as always. Uh, so there will be ways to follow. We are still, uh, I think it's likely we're going to video stream the game, and we have a free stream. It's going to depend to make sure that the tickets are sold. But uh, we open our public sale on Thursday. Right now we're, our cheer and band and, and football players are, are getting their share before we see what we've got left to sell to the public. We're going to hold a year, but it's going to be full. It's going to be probably uh, for both teams the, the, the closest to a, uh, a normal stadium that uh, that they will have experienced at this point in the season. I know it's just been uh, heartbreaking when you look up in the stands and, and there's just not a lot of folks there compared to what used doing, and you try as much as you want uh, to create an atmosphere for the kids, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that Sunday we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll be able to that for them. It'll be a little bit more
1: normal. And Bryce, uh, although you were only able to get in about half of the Black Eagles schedule this season, but they, the games that you did play, uh, South Charleston looked truly explosive, uh, scoring up 40, 50 points on a, on a regular basis. So tell us, uh, as a former football coach watching this team, how good are the Black Eagles and what are their strengths? Uh, this is this is probably the best team we've
7: had since 2014, which was a state runner up the uh, we're young that's the thing uh we uh, and uh, you would probably look at us we're we're, uh, we're fast mike I, I, that's the thing i think that that jumps at most people we have a lot of folks that can run and that and that includes uh our our defensive line which are which are really big explosive and fast players but we uh we we've just got a, a unique blend Issue. we've got size and we've got speed uh we probably if you if you looked at us on, on offense we're we're more of a passing team than a than a running team. we you know we we've, we've had an awful lot of big plays this year, but we do have the ability to, to, to run the football. So we can, we kind of uh, we use a, a phrase that uh, about we look for open space and we look for grass, and we've been pretty good at uh, at taking grass this year. Uh, and again, we run a lot of the run pass uh, option stuff, so it's uh, we take kind of what's there. Uh, and defensively, we've uh, that's been been probably something that's been a, a little underreported because we've. We've uh, scored so many points this year, but we're, we've been a really good defensive team uh, this season, and, uh, and we, just, uh, we just stop people. We,
1: we haven't given up very many points with our ones in the game this year. Well, Bryce, it's been great to reminisce, and we've been talking with the athletic director at South Charleston High School and a 1977 graduate of Ripley High, Bryce Casto, and we hope to see you on
7: Sunday afternoon. We'll look forward to it, Mike. I I can't wait to see everybody from over home at, at our ball yard.